You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Thank you to the golden voice of Eddie Long for bringing us into our show. As always, you are listening to your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, the favorite podcast of Auckland-ears everywhere. Earth Oddity. My name's John. I'm here with my friend, Tiny. Hello. And we have some amazing, odd, weird, and strange news stories for you today. We do. Yes. And uh, glad to bring you another episode. Episode 102. 102. Right. An important one. It's an <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> and we are rocking and rolling with weird news stories from around the globe or the plane of the earth, depending on (laughs) what side of the flat earth debate you sit on. Right. Uh, How was your week? I've had better weeks. I mean, I can't complain. It's it's nice being alive and living in America with the free, but yeah, a little stressful. What about you? I know. I was going to say, I know we had some midweek stressful (laughs) texts back and forth. Yeah. So I, I, I know it was worse on your end than it was on mine. <laughs> so uh, my week's pretty good. Just got back from a camping trip and uh, had a good time with that. Hanging out with Big H and the Boy Scouts and, you know, just ready to lay down another episode of craziness. So, Well, what happened this week? Uh, um, nothing that I want to comment on on air. <laughs> but news-wise, we had a lot of good stories. Okay. Yeah. That was, personally, I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. Um, Cardi B wants to run for Congress. Nice. Okay. Yeah, right. Everybody's favorite rapper. I, I guess she's a rapper. Mm-hmm. I think Ex- so, yeah. Stripper slash rapper, Cardi yeah. B. Yeah. She's running for Congress. Um uh, Got a really good uh, story about um, bull supplements. Okay. Yeah. We kind of touched on that a little bit last mm-hmm. week. I thought I would go a little more in-depth this week. Okay, so. good. What about you? Well, we have a South Carolina woman who is accused of, well, she's been found guilty now of poisoning her husband. Okay. Uh, we have a, another woman who uh, <laughs> married her long-lost brother. Okay. That'll be later in the show. All right. That's, that's <laughs> a little close to home. But I, I wanted to start with this. Do you remember, and I, I don't know what episode it was, but we talked about a story where rapper... Akon Convict mm-hmm. was wanting to build a futuristic city in Africa. Yes. And a lot of, a lot of the media kind of portrayed this as a real life Wakanda. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, apparently he has, uh, he's broke ground on it. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> it was not a flash in the pan. Great. This is uh, coming along. Yeah. Rapper Akon kicks off construction for the world's first crypto city. Crypto city. Crypt- he wants the entire city 
to exclusively trade in a digital currency okay. called A-Coin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like that. Yes. I like kind of stealing our odd coin idea, but whatever. <laughs> and how do you pronounce this? Is it Senegal? Yeah, Senegal. Okay, they have given the green light to build Acon City, a 2,000-acre metropolis that will trade exclusively in said digital currency. Hmm. Africa is to get the world's first crypto city. Musician and entrepreneur Akon tweeted on Monday that he now has official approval to build the city in Senegal. The singer is of Senegalese descent, and he first revealed plans for Africa's most futuristic metropolis over 18 months ago. If go. someone did the math, they could probably figure out what episode we talked about it. I think it's the one we interviewed Tiger Woods on. Okay. <laughs> so just go back and listen until you hear that one. It's a great episode, by the way. Can't believe all the crazy stuff Tiger said. <laughs> Says that at the time, he said the city will be built on 2,000 acres of land gifted to him by the president of Senegal, Mackie Saul. It will trade exclusively in Acon's digital cash currency, Acoin. Okay. Do you know if Acoin is already trade? Like, can you already get that? I have no idea. I don't either. This may surprise some people to hear, <laughs> but I am not up to date on <laughs> cryptocurrencies. <laughs> Reports suggest that Acon City will be built on the seaside village of, I think that's Bodhi. Sure. Five minutes from Senegal's new international airport. It's billed as an environmental campaign and sustainable tourism village. Last week, Akon also signed a memorandum of understanding with Senegal's state-owned tourism company, SAPCO, according to Lad Bible. That's a yeah, publication. Like a, yeah, a website. Yes, the singer's cryptocurrency Acoin is expected to launch in early July. Probably there should have <laughs> just read the article first. <laughs> Everybody knows we're live on the air. Yes. It's a live show for every, for all intents and purposes. But the Acon City project will take considerably longer. It's a ten year building block, so we're doing it in stages. We started construction in March of last year, and stage two is going to be happening in 2025. Acon said in the course of an interview with Los Angeles rap radio station Power. Everybody loves Power 106. <laughs> According to Euro News, building the futuristic city is estimated to cost approximately $2 billion. Akon is the alias of 45-year-old, I can't say his name. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, give it to me. Alatum uh, Thaim, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Nailed it. In recent years. Alatum. <laughs> The 45-year-old has branched out from his musical career into entrepreneurship and charitable works. One of his first venues was Akon Lighting Africa, which is providing solar power to African countries. The new city will be all renewable, the Acontainment Solar City, Acon told Power 106. Acontainment. That's clever. <laughs> That's nice. That's clever guy. Give it to me. <laughs> well, it's like ours. What, what's this? Oddtainment? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is Ottertainment. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ottertainment would be with otters. True. True. <laughs> Maybe we should get an otter. <laughs> we should. Earth otter tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clever. That's like clever. That's, an otter is very marketable. You know, <laughs> yeah. just thinking about like merchandise and interns, stuffed animals. Interns, get, get <laughs> us an right. otter. <laughs> we need an otter. <laughs> Akon argues that blockchain can enable Africans to become less dependent on their governments. Now, this is the part of the article that I thought was interesting. I'll say this is where all the Republicans just, their ears just perked up. <laughs> yeah. I think that blockchain and crypto could be 
be the savior for Africa in many ways because it brings the power back to the people, he said on announcing his plans for Akon City. Cryptocurrency and blockchain technology offer a more secure currency that enables people in Africa to advance themselves independent of the government. Akon is not the only entrepreneur who, who believes in African nations are ripe for crypto adoption. Twitter CEO and Bitcoin advocate Jack Dorsey recently returned from a trip to Africa with plans for enterprise on the continent. And according to the United Nations, Africa could be crypto's next frontier. Now, I don't want to go too far out in left field here, but Mm -hmm. I would like to just tell Akon and probably Jack, too, that you don't want to run up against the Rothschilds in (laughs) in the currency game. That's went bad for a lot of people, at least according to certain conspiracy theory websites I frequent. So, well, maybe now the time is ripe, though. I mean, I don't know. It's not. It's not going to be tiny that goes up against them. No, you're right. I'm all for Akon (laughs) and Jack Dorsey doing it. Yeah, (laughs) I just have your affairs in order, y'all. I just say that much. Okay, if you're not going to get backed by a central bank, you're going to have a little bit of trouble. I'm just going to say. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not, not to go all third eagle on everybody <laughs> right here at the very beginning of the show. But I will say it's promising. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, kudos to him. Mm-hmm. Now, one side of me was like, hey, man, he just got the government to deed over 2,000 acres of land to him. That's a quite, yeah. you know, that's a pretty good pull. I don't know what real estate value is in Senegal, but right. if he wanted to just turn around and sell it off and profit from it, I guess he could. I mean, I, it I'm mentioned sure that it was going to be seaside. So. Yeah, right. But I imagine starting a city. Having played SimCity myself <laughs> a few times, so I might be the expert on this on the show. Did you reach Utopia? No, I never have. I always get tired and quit. <laughs> um, but it's not a not an easy undertaking, no. you know, with infrastructure and laying it out and everything. I mean, if you want to know how a city shouldn't be laid out, let me invite you to come to Tuscaloosa sometime. <laughs> because we operated without a city planner for like 30 years and people just built stuff wherever they wanted to. And <laughs> now we have the problems that we have. So not to mention, once you finally get it set it up, set up and going pretty good, it's so tempting to hit that um natural disasters tab and then just unleash a Godzilla-esque monster on your city that you've built. Right. But I mean, I, I feel like his his intentions are really good and I hope yeah. it works out. It would be great. China is dumping a ton of money into Africa and not always on the up and up with the things <laughs> they're doing, at least from what I understand. Now, I know China's our big boogeyman in the world now. Right. But, well, they uh, their economy is beginning to rival ours. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes us a little, a little yeah. uncomfortable. That's right. But uh, you know, we just did the phase one of the trade deal, so I'm sure everything's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I would think anything he could do to give power back to the people of the continent of Africa would be really good. You know, mm-hmm. um, because they they've had a little tough run here. They have very tough run. And it's a lot of land and a lot lot of of people, a whole lot of resources too. People don't think about that, but there's a reason it was colonized Mm -hmm. and, and resources is a a very large part of that. So let's move on to another story from the future. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I only do like stupid criminal stories and I wanted to do something a little more highbrow for our audience. (laughs) This comes from the telegraph. And it says, uh, scientists discover how to upload knowledge to your brain. That's a pretty big revelation <laughs> right there. Breaking news on Earth Oddity. Now, don't, don't be pulling my leg now. Okay. No. Don't get, don't build my hopes up. <laughs> no, get ready. <laughs> snatch the rug out from under me. 
feeding knowledge directly into your brain, just like the sci-fi classic The Matrix, could soon take uh, as much effort as falling asleep, scientists believe. Nice. Uh, I'm great at falling asleep, too. I might be the smartest man in the world when all this takes off. Do I have to get one of those like USB ports in the back of my skull? Maybe. That's Mark of the Beast territory right there. Everybody knows that. Uh, researchers claim to have developed a simulator which can feed information directly into a person's brain and teach them new skills in a shorter amount of time, comparing it to life-imitating art. Okay. Um, they believe it could be the first steps in developing advanced software that will make matrix-style instant learning a reality. I like Excellent. That. How's it work? Well, in the neo-noir sci-fi classic, protagonist Neo is able to learn kung fu in seconds after the martial art is uploaded straight to his brains. Or brain, not brains. Right. I assume Neo only has one brain. <laughs> Researchers from HRL Laboratories based in California say they found a way to amplify learning only on a much smaller scale than seen in a Hollywood film. They studied the electric signals in the brain of a trained pilot and then fed the data into novice subjects as they learned to pilot an airplane in a realistic flight simulator. They're playing flight simulator. Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the study published in the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience found that subjects who received brain stimulation via electrode-embedded head camps improved their piloting abilities and learned the task 33% better than a placebo group. Nice. Okay. Pretty good. One-third better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, very good. Our system is one of the first of its kind, and it's a brain stimulation system, explained Dr. Matthew Phillips. It sounds kind of sci-fi, but there's a large scientific basis for the development of our system. The suspicious, I have trouble saying specific. Specific. I have trouble saying a lot of words, but specific has <laughs> notoriously been one that my brain and mouth don't communicate well on. This. Maybe we can upload specific right, to yes. your brain. That would be one of the ones I would go and get. <laughs> the specific task we were looking at was piloting an aircraft, which requires a synergy of both cognitive and motor performance. When you learn something, your brain physically changes. Connections are made and strengthened in a process called neuroplasticity. We all know about neuroplasticity. <laughs> yes. I don't, I'm not going to go into explaining it. <laughs> and it turns out that certain functions of the brain, like speech and memory, are located in a very specific regions of the brain about the size of your pinky. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. I bet you my speech is a little slow, smaller than a <laughs> pinky. He believes, Dr. Matthews believes that brain stimulation could eventually be implemented for tasks like learning to drive, exam preparation, and language learning. What our system does is it actually targets those systems to specific regions of the brain as you learn. The method itself is actually quite old. In fact, the ancient Egyptians 4,000 years ago used electric fish to stimulate and reduce pain. And even Ben Franklin, our country's <laughs> greatest president, applied currents to his head but the rigorous scientific investigations of these methods started in the early 2000s and were building on that research to target and personalize the stimulation in the most effective way possible. So, so they're not quite feeding the information to your brain, but they're zapping a certain part of your brain that, helps that you stimulates learn. yeah. your learning. Okay. Right. But they feel like this is like the precursor to feeding that gotcha. information into. Mm -hmm. 
And if you could pick, Tiny, any skill or, or anything to learn, what would it be? Learning Spanish. Spanish? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going with Kung Fu. <laughs> but Spanish is good. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to be able to kick somebody in the face, right? <laughs> well, I feel like I know Kung Fu. I just can't do Kung Fu right. because yeah. of my fitness level. That's true. That's going to be a problem for me, too. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe you learn about- I've watched enough Kung Fu movies, though. I feel like if I was a fitter person, I could do You could do that. it all? Yeah. Maybe learning about cryptocurrencies wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> right. right. I would learn math. <laughs> just basic math. Yes. Not algebra, not calculus, <laughs> geometry, yeah. trig. No, just math. Yeah. I would learn Spanish, and then right after that, I would learn English. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we could do a podcast all in in, in Espanol, you know, right. that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Oh man, like let's get Rosetta Stone and learn <laughs> Spanish on the download, and, and then just do. One and then one whole day episode, we just do an episode all in Spanish, and. <laughs> Then go back to doing English the next one and never mention that we did one in Spanish. That would be pretty amazing. And we can zap our brains while we're doing Rosetta Stone yes. and learn it faster. And learn it faster. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. You know, it's funny that you read this article because I actually am somewhat familiar with this technique. I've, I read an article on it before. Yeah. And there's a uh, there was a video on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel called The Modern Rogue. You've probably never heard of it. Never heard of it. They tested this in one of his videos where he was playing Overwatch. Okay. And he played it for, I don't know how long he did, but they took all his stats. And then he, he placed the electrodes on his brain and zapped himself and played it for the same amount of time. Yeah. And there was a, a small percentage improvement huh. in his performance in hmm. uh, over. Now, it could be anything. It's not very scientific. Right. But just as an anecdote, it's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. I would allow them to shock my brain. <laughs> right. You know, that's a tough thing to sign up for. <laughs> like, I'm going to let you shock my brain. Like, we know all about lobotomies and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. But I'd like you, I'd let you shock my brain. I would let them shock my brain if they agreed to maybe shock other parts of me, too. You think so? Whoa, <laughs> easy there, Tiger. <laughs> easy. But, yeah, it would have to be, like, scientific. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go over to Bubba's with, like, a <laughs> pair of jumper cables. He's going <laughs> and a car battery. Clip on my ears, you know? It's going to have to be scientific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well... Our next story here is, and this happened way early in the week. I posted it in the group, but uh, this was in the Des Moines Register. Man requests trial by combat with Japanese swords to settle a dispute with his ex-wife. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yes. A Kansas man has asked an Iowa court to grant his motion for trial by combat so he can meet his ex-wife and her attorney, quote, on the field of battle, where he will rend their souls from their corporeal bodies. Oh, wow. Eloquent. That is eloquent. <laughs> Paints a picture, don't he? Yeah. Dave I, I mean, I hope there's no, like, custody, because you just lost any chance of ever getting custody of your kids. <laughs> right. Just want to go ahead and throw that out there, buddy. I'm not, this is not sound legal advice. It's just common sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not getting your kids back says that David Ostrom, 40 years old, of Paola, Kansas, claims in court documents that his ex-wife, Bridget Ostrom, 38, of Harlan, has destroyed him legally. He asked the Iowa District Court of, in Shelby County to give him 12 weeks lead time in order to source or forge a katana and wakasaji swords, as first reported by the Carroll Times-Herald. 
<laughs> wow. Didn't even know that was a thing. I don't, I've never heard of a Wakanda sword. <laughs> never heard of one. <laughs> I wonder if it's made out of vibranium. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States, Ostrom argues in court records, adding that it was used as recently as 1818 in British court. When reached by phone Monday, Ostrom told the Des Moines Register that he got the idea after learning about a 2016 case in which New York Supreme Court Justice Philip Minardo acknowledged that duels had not been abolished. Okay. Ostrom said that the motion stemmed from his frustrations with his ex-wife's attorney, Matthew Hudson of Harain. I think I've met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity, he said. Ostrom, who said he plans to request the same meditation tactic for any other disputes that may arise in court, added that his ex-wife can choose her attorney as her champion or stand-in fighter. <laughs> Hudson filed a resistance to the trial by combat motion by first correcting Ostrom's spelling. Surely Ostrom meant corporeal bodies, he just misspelled it, in which Merriam-Webster defines as having consisting of or relating to a physical material body, the attorney wrote. Although Ostrom and potential combatants do have souls to be rendered, they respectfully request that the court not order this done. Hudson argued that because a duel could end in death, such ramifications likely outweigh those of property tax and custody issues. Oh, there it goes. There custody go. issues. Yeah, like I said, if you're challenging somebody to a duel, you're not going to be ruled stable enough to take care of children. It should be noted that just because the U.S. and Iowa constitutions do not specifically prohibit battling another person with a deadly katana sword, it does prohibit a court sitting in equity from ordering the same, Hudson wrote. Okay. Hudson asked the court to suspend his visitation rights and order him to undergo a court-ordered psychological evaluation. So here we go. <laughs> I told you, man, you have screwed yourself over with this. You thought you were being cool, but you screwed yourself over. Well, you were being cool, yeah. but sometimes coolness comes with consequences. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're never seeing your kids again. <laughs> Ostrom later admitted to the misspelling, but he argued that he has no history of mental issues. Historically, he said, in court records, trial by combat was not always won by way of death, but also when a party cries craven, yielding to the other person. Okay. Respondent and counsel have proven themselves to be cravens by refusing to answer the call to battle. Oh, thus, he's got one up on them. <laughs> thus, they should lose this motion by default, Ostrom wrote, <laughs> adding that if the other party decided otherwise, he wants to proceed with a blunted practice-style swordplay. Okay. The court has not yet ruled on either party's motions. Hudson was not immediately available for combat. Ostrom, who said he doesn't have any experience with sword fighting, doesn't anticipate the judge will let his request go forward, but he wants an answer anyway. When asked if he were serious about du the dueling offer, Ostrom said, if Mr. Hutz Hudson is willing to do it, I will meet him. I don't think he has the guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so where's your head, your head at on this one? <laughs> if I was the lawyer for the wife, as soon as he said, I want to do it, I'd be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> you would meet him on that yeah, field. I'd, I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> let's and do I'd it. Like, turn, I would like show up with swords to the next court day. <laughs> like, like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I've been practicing my whole life waiting on it yeah. just to see how scared he would be. He'd probably be like, no, nah, you know, hey, guys, I rethought this and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But this You like dude, open your briefcase and you just show him your black belt. Yeah, right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
No, just so you know, listen, sir, I accept your challenge with swords. Now, just so you know, I'm a fourth degree black belt, trained with a blade for the last 15 years. And uh, I have been waiting for this moment all my life. So <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and nail this date down and get it done. And I guarantee you'll be like, uh, hey, uh, maybe maybe we can think of another way to get around. This, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And I also think it's kind of uh, he's kind of a sissy for not choosing pistols at dawn. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, that, he's just scared, you know? <laughs> yeah. But having had some friends go through some protracted legal divorces and all the things that go along with it, I can see how you can come to your wits end and you're just like, hey, just let me either die or you <laughs> yes. know, get my kids or whatever. Right. Because you know? those things could be kind of nasty. Divorces are terrible. They are. They are. Yes. And so. I know that there are times in, in certain uh, what's the word? There, there are under certain criteria that they're mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah, absolutely. But we all know we. I bet you every single person listening to this, someone in their family or someone they know personally, if not themselves, has gone through a messy divorce. Yeah, and it's such a sad thing. It is. It's really sad, mm-hmm. and that's why I would caution everyone to be a hundred percent certain, that, right, that you're going to like and be able to get along with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I use myself. Lest you meet them on a field of battle. Yeah, right. Unless you have to do like <laughs> duel with swords or something. <laughs> right. But I use myself as an example. I've known my wife since preschool. Mm-hmm. All right. We dated for eight years before I asked her to marry me. It was that big of a deal to me, you know. <laughs> and also the fact that I was like delivering sandwiches and stuff and didn't have enough money to buy an engagement ring and <laughs> right. a long time to save up. But you need to be like super certain of what you're getting yourself into, you know. Because, hey, she may be hot as fire or he may be, you know, like handsome as whatever mm-hmm. women say and, uh, <laughs> you know, makes you feel all kind of certain ways. But 10 years down the road, is that going to still be the case? I don't know. You maybe, see, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Right. We can't see the future. No, you not can't. <laughs> I could. You know, <laughs> With I the knew. asparagus. <laughs> right, well, yeah. Right. Let's call the asparagus guy again <laughs> right now. Yeah, I could see the future, but you know, I met some my wife can. and we were engaged within the year. So, all right, yeah. See, I'm saying everybody's different. <laughs> Sometimes you know, but the thing. Well, I knew I was going to marry Deidre, and you can ask Paul West this: the day or the Monday after our first date, I told him I was going to marry her. Seriously, I wow. straight up was like, I'm going to marry her. Now it's not. It's going to take a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'll get there. But I was like. Let's make sure, you know, all everything's going to be cool. Plus, we both were like, let's finish college. Let's get, you know, mm-hmm. have our lives in order and all that, which looking back was stupid. We should have got married right after <laughs> high school and had our kids and all that and struggled for a few years. Yeah. And then, you but know. But now all that would be over. Yeah, that'd be moved out. Instead of you struggling through that now. Yeah, right. Yeah. In your 40s. They'd all be gone. <laughs> you know, our kids would be, Libby would be. <laughs> Let's see, 25, my, so she'd be about getting out of high school right now. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. that And Deidre and I could go back to walking around the house naked <laughs> when we wanted to. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, you know, different plans. But the thing is, you need to be certain right. uh, 100% before you get married, lest you be dueling with someone in court <laughs> with your crazy ex-husband who's trying to have a trial by combat. Let me ask you this, and I, I don't think there's any argument. I extremely i seriously doubt that the judge will grant this yeah, motion right but what do you think about the ethics of that uh, the <laughs> should, trial by combat should two people be able to agree on a duel and then have said duel mm. 
That's tough because yeah. I do prescribe to every once in a while a fist fight's not the worst thing that happens in the world to right. settle a dispute. So long know? as both parties are consenting yeah, right. to the fist yeah. fight. As yeah. long as they're both like, hey, we have a problem, we've reached an impasse here. Right. And I'm gonna fight you and whoever wins is gonna be right. And we're gonna fall back on the old ancient proverb might makes right. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say, generally speaking, we probably don't want to get back into a system of duels. (laughs) You know, I would say let's just stick to the letter of the law, try to be as fair and, uh, you know, uh, impartial as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone could be studying the katana for 20 years and that's what they choose to do. It finally works out for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not a fair fight. That kid that's been in his mom's basement forever finally comes out on top. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's move on to Cardi B. Yes. Are you a Cardi B fan? At the risk of sounding lame, I'm I'm not a huge Cardi B fan. It's just not my style of music. Yeah, surprise, I'm not either. You know, <laughs> I know about Cardi B. Yes, I'm I'm aware I can't of Cardi B. Tell you one song that Cardi B has recorded. Uh, Anaconda. Is that it? Was that, that one? I don't know. I don't even know what Anaconda <laughs> is, other than an amazing movie with Ice Cube in it. Right? Wasn't he yeah. in Anaconda? Well, I think it was taken. It was a lyric taken from. Uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot's okay. classic, Baby Got Back. Yeah, okay. Right. Now, I'm all on the board with Sir Mix-a-Lot. I own this cassette tape, all right? Hang on a second. I'm going to Google that and make sure I'm correct. That's fine. Let's just be wrong. Here <laughs> yeah, we are. We're just putting all kind of misinformation, fake news out there for everyone. No, Anaconda is Nicki Minaj. My bad. Oh, uh, okay. So. Okay. All right. I have no idea. I no. can't name a single song. I know that Deidre... She follows Cardi B on Instagram because she thinks Cardi B is funny. Okay. I don't know that Deidre listens. She's not bumping Cardi B in the minivan or anything, at least that I'm aware of. But anyways. Do they they DM each other and and talk? Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe they do. I don't know. What if Deidre's like really into like gangster or like hip hop culture and I don't even know about it. She's got like a whole separate life. Be well, kind of amazing. I imagine we're fixing to get into this, but uh, I've I've read an article where Cardi B is actually a huge political science geek and yeah. she's all about uh, politics. Well, that's what I say. Rapper Cardi B has become the most recent celebrity to publicly comment on American politics even going as far to say that she wants to become a politician herself. Okay. Now, she's an ex-stripper who has admitted <laughs> to drugging clients that she would take home from the club and stealing their money. Yes. So I feel like she's really cut out for the political world. <laughs> I was fixing to say, you know? in this day and age, yeah. that's a plus. I know. <laughs> I mean, might get my vote. I don't know. Uh the Bodak Yellow singer took to Twitter. Bodak Yellow is apparently a song of hers. Okay. I have no idea what Bodak Yellow means. That could be the most offensive thing I've ever said in my <laughs> life. I have no idea. So if it is, I apologize. <laughs> right. Took to Twitter to hint how she wants to go back to school so she'd be able to be part of Congress. Now, I don't think you, you don't have to go to school you know, to be no in Congress. education requirement to no. be in Congress. Right. Just, you know, read a few books and, and run. Yeah. Or... Or do what our president did. Don't read any political books and run. That's right. <laughs> um, yesterday, Cardi B, whose real name is Bella Callis Marlinis Alamazar, expressed her love for government despite not agreeing with it. And she said in a tweet, I think I want to be a politician. I really love government, even though I don't agree with government. 
So is she an anarchist? Maybe so. She that sounds like she, me and Cardi B are lined she up. She does here. have my vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a series of tweets, the 27 year old rapper said, "I think I want to be a politician." All right, I read that one. It says like like I was watching war documentaries. <laughs> no matter how many weapons a country have, you need people. How are you trying to go against a country and possibly start a war when this country lacks patriotism? I barely see people claiming they love being American. You need to come to the South. I was about to say. <laughs> no, you come to the South. You need to get up in my feed. Yeah. You talk about, oh, yeah. you talk about bringing a tear to a glass eye. That's right. Well, people <laughs> love America down yes. here. Uh, I will have to explain a lot, so I will have to do a video or a live talking about it. So I'm going to come <laughs> back to my last two tweets another day. I'm going to talk about it another day. Hours later, she got more specific with her aspirations, saying she believes she could successfully run for Congress. And she tweeted, I do feel like if I go back to school and focus up, I can be part of Congress. All right. Uh, forgive me for saying this next phrase, but I'm just verbatim quoting her. Okay. I definitely have so much ideas that make sense. I just need a couple years of school and I can shake the table. <laughs> okay. All right. And I believe dead means I'm serious. Like, that's as serious as serious can be. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, this isn't the first time Cardi B is spoken about her interest in politics. Back in August of 2019, the rapper spoke to Congressman Bernie Sanders and asked him questions both she and her 57 million followers wanted answers to. 57 million. That's a lot. Is that more than Trump has? Uh, I can find out real yeah, quick. So, yeah, let's do a little quick research here. <laughs> Hang on one second. Uh, they discuss topics such as police brutality and what's being done to help immigrants and student debt. Big Bernie Sanders topics right there. All of those. Real Donald Trump has 71.2 million followers. Okay, so he's got so, it. But that's pretty but, good. But she's, I mean, she, she'll pick up 20 million oh, if she yeah. becomes a, a politician, I bet. <clears throat> Just the people wanting to troll her or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. In the interview, Cardi B said, you know what I'm trying to do is... I'm trying to advocate the youth in my community because I feel like there's a serious problem right now in America. We have this bully as a president, and the only way to take him out is by somebody winning. Sound logic there. Right. Got to have somebody win if you want to take that, him that, out. That is how you get him out of the office. Yeah. You outside beat of, him in an election. Yeah. Outside of him run his being able to serve as much as he possibly can, eight years. Or getting impeached yeah. from a Republican Senate. <laughs> yeah, or getting impeached. That's moving <laughs> forward, too. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Sanders agreed with Cardi by saying, I can't imagine Bernie Sanders feeling like <laughs> hanging out with Cardi B. Yes. Uh, saying they needed to get rid of Donald Trump and even went as far as calling him an overt racist. You know, I've been hearing that for almost four years now. Yeah, so. right, yes. It doesn't, new. it doesn't shock me that they would call him that. <laughs> Following Cardi's tweets, many of her fans have offered their support, encouraging the rapper to pursue her dreams of being elected to Congress. Some eager fans went as far as designing her a campaign poster, and it has a uh, a campaign poster with Cardi B, vote Cardi B 2020 on here. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, that... That really draws your eye to it. <laughs> Might get my vote. I'm just saying. And the 2020 election isn't until November, meaning that while the world has to endure another 10 months of Donald Trump, 
No bias in this article. <laughs> uh, it could give the award-winning rapper time to get her campaign together. Hashtag Cardi for president. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I gotta be honest. I mean, I guess my main disagreement with her in this article is I actually don't think she should have to go back to school. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to run for Congress, run for Congress. Run for All Congress. you need is a lot of money yeah. and a lot of support. Yeah. I think she has both of those. I, I agree. So just run. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, mean, I don't want to. If she wants to go back to school and broaden her horizons and expand her learning and sure. focus up, as she says, yeah. I'm all for that. But don't think that's what you have to do to run for Congress. Right. If you want to run for Congress, run, run. for Congress. Yeah, run yeah. for Congress. And, you know, I know that a lot of people probably listen to this will talk about uh, what's the movie Idiocracy, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, and how we're rapidly moving towards that or whatever. Future generations will look back on that movie as a documentary. Yeah. But I don't care. Like, I would love more <laughs> normal, you know, what I would consider to be normal people, people who haven't just spent their whole life thinking they should be mm -hmm. in the government and that they have the answers to all the problems. Uh, I would like more people like that to be in the government. Well, you know, uh, Kid Rock, he has expressed some interest oh, yeah. in running, too. Oh, that would be great. I would love for both of them to get yeah. in Congress and then constantly be fighting, yeah. tweeting at each uh, other on Twitter. And like filibustering, <laughs> one of them filibustering the other. Yes. It's great. Like Kid Rock kicked back in the uh, house chamber with his like snakeskin boots propped up, <laughs> yeah. drinking a bush light, smoking a cigarette. Telling people they never met a mother like quite like him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the uh, the ball with the ball in the healthcare act. Yeah. <laughs> great, because I mean, I just don't think we can screw it up any worse than we already have. Yes, you know, I'm just of that opinion. And why some not men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I root for chaos. I'm one of those yeah. men. <laughs> I root for chaos. I do. And so let Cardi B run. I mean, yeah, let yeah. her do it. And I would love it. I would love for her to do it and get in just to see the reaction of people that I'm friends with on Facebook. They <laughs> <laughs> pure gold, you know? Yes. They pure gold. So I'm supporting, I'm coming out right now. I'm, I'm supporting <laughs> Cardi B for her run for Congress. Yeah. And let's do it, you know? <laughs> and let's do it. And like, like I was going, the earlier point I was saying, I can't remember what comedian said, but he was like, if there's ever, it may have been Seinfeld. There's ever anybody that like wants to be president, they should be automatically disqualified <laughs> for being president. Yeah, but that's not how it works. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But if anybody's sitting around thinking yeah. I can fix everything, I mm -hmm. can do all this, those are who you don't want to be in there. Right. You know? We need the guy who's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. You know. <laughs> so let's go, Cardi B. Your campaign poster won me over. <laughs> check it out. We're gonna link it in the show notes. Link this article. You can check it out. <laughs> You know, for all my fellow men out there, I think you would enjoy it, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's move on to our next story. And this story is a tad bit dark, and it's definitely odd. So we're going to talk about it. It says that uh, a South Carolina woman admits killing husband with eye drops. Oh, okay. Yeah. With eye drops. With eye drops. Uh, the judge says that this case takes the cake as far as being bizarre. Yeah, sounds like it. I wouldn't expect eye drops to be what what could get you. you yeah, know? you wouldn't think. But says here that Lana Sue Clayton claimed that she poisoned her husband with Visine eye drops to make him uncomfortable and teach him a lesson. After years of abuse, 
Prosecutors said that the 53-year-old grandmother, who hid her husband Stephen Clayton's phone while he was dying, killed the wealthy retired businessman because she wanted his money. Clayton, a veterans affairs nurse, pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter in South Carolina Thursday and was sentenced to 25 years in prison, the Herald reports. Only 25? Only 25. Okay. I mean, I should probably get well, out she's like a, 10. She's a 53-year-old grandmother, yeah. so it's probably going to be a life sentence for her unless Maybe. she gets out early. Yeah. I know sometimes they can do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's like good behavior and all that. <laughs> right. It says that uh, she had been charged with murder and could have gotten the death penalty if the case went to trial. Hmm. Prosecutors said that Stephen Clayton, 64, suffered for three days in July 2018 after his wife of five years, <laughs> five years, <laughs> Just just point out, that's not a long time. This goes know. back to our previous conversation we had earlier <laughs> yes. in the show. Says that she poisoned his drinking water. He was killed by a large final dose. Clayton claimed that she poisoned him impulsively and never thought that the eye drops would kill him. Okay. Which, I didn't know eye drops would make you sick. I didn't either. It sounds to me, just from reading this, like she knows more than she's letting on. Yeah. Well, like... uh. Should we be putting them in our eyes? <laughs> That's an excellent question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a medical expert, but if you can't drink it, should you put it directly into your eyeball? <laughs> I mean, what is it about not going through your digestive system that makes it safe? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Says that this one takes the cake as far as being bizarre. Judge Paul Birch said, the old saying, what a tangled web we weave. Miss Clayton, you sure have tangled this one up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tangalicious. Yeah. Prosecutors said that Clayton destroyed her husband's will to make sure all of his estate went to her and not okay. any of his six ex-wives. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but she just thought it was going to make him sick. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, went ahead and tore that wheel up, too. Yes. <laughs> Prosecutor Willie Thompson told the court that the type of poison Clayton used isn't normally tested for during autopsies, but it was found by a private lab. Wow. She almost got away with it, he wow. said. WCNC reports that Clayton shot her husband in the back of the head with a crossbow two years before the poisoning what? and claimed that it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> how do you misfire with a crossbow? <laughs> and that's how the article ends. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it has in parentheses that a North Carolina man is accused of using eye drops to kill his wife. Wow. But let's go that's on, a separate case. Right, let's go on record right now to all our listeners. You should not do this. No. Okay. <laughs> Even though it almost worked, yeah. you, you shouldn't do you it shouldn't do on this. ethical grounds. Right. Yeah. But let's just hypothetically say you did. Maybe in the court proceedings, you mentioned that you heard it on our podcast. It's <laughs> really good publicity for us. Okay. Uh, but nobody, we are not advocating for anyone to kill anybody. All but right? I had no idea that Visine was Me? poisonous. And yeah. it even says in this article that, that that type of poison is typically not tested for in an autopsy. Wow. So, man. Look, if your significant other comes home with some <laughs> boxes of Visine, you know? Yeah. You might just want to be on your toes. You know? <laughs> and also, it says that uh, that poison was found by a private lab. Yeah. And that she almost got away with it. I'm thinking, did one of these ex-wives, did these Must, six yeah. ex-wives, did they get together and well, be like, hey. Well, how many like, kids and stepkids yeah. he's got after six. And someone's like, nope, hey, yeah, private autopsy. Yeah, we want to do. Let's send this off and get right. double-checked here. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's rough. But she, uh, I guess she pled guilty, and she's 
She's got 25 years now. Yeah. Well, just And I'll say this, too. I mean, for 53, I mean... Oh, she's looking pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a mugshot. You know, she's got makeup on and tried to look good. She's she's a 53-year-old smoke. Oh, well, I mean, he Me was... A, looking good over there. He was a wealthy, retired 64-year-old businessman. Yeah. I'm guessing if you're wealthy, you're not... Yeah, you ain't dating some, you know, got that helmet hair, grandma, you know. <laughs> you've had you've had uh, seven wives over the course of your life. I yeah. doubt I doubt all, any of those were. Uh... Don't you think after you get shot in the back of the head with a crossbow, <laughs> you're a little more on your toes, right? You would think. <laughs> you're like, look, something doesn't seem right here. You know? I don't know. He was, you, he was, you get one shot. You shoot me with a crossbow, we're done. You right. know, me and Deidre, let her know. Oh, I, like, I might shoot back. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, look, you, you shoot me once, I, we're done. What were you doing with a crossbow, by the way? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> he had to be in front of you. You, know, you had to have a bolt loaded on it with it ready to go. And then like, whoops, I accidentally shot you Like, Did she head. sign him up for archery lessons or something? I doubt she's just, oh, I was in the kitchen playing with this crossbow. Right. And I accidentally shot you in the back of the head. Hey, honey, let's go walk in the woods with our crossbows. <laughs> you go first. I'm afraid of snakes. You know? <laughs> you know what I like about crossbows? They're so quiet. <laughs> really quiet, but very powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's wild. Man. That's wild. Come on, Meemaw. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Like I said, I feel like I do stupid criminal stories a lot. Right. I don't really have any stupid criminal stories, but this is right up my alley, this story right here. And you may want to tune away for just, the, you know, let's just keep the little ones out of the room. Right. All right. This was posted up in the Facebook group, by the way, and I don't remember who posted it. It may have been Jeremy. Merending. Okay. Merending. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Report. Deaf man sues Pornhub over lack of closed captioning. Now, I'm not familiar with Pornhub, Tiny, but you were telling me earlier that it was one of the sites you frequent a lot. Uh, so maybe you can explain. I don't remember telling you that, but I will say finally someone has got the guts to pursue this in a court of law. A man is suing an adult video website for alleged rights violation because there is a lack of closed captioning on at least some videos. Well, is there a lack of closed captioning? Because maybe just not a lot is said. There's just not a lot of dialogue in those movies. Like, Storyline is important, <laughs> you know, to some of us. All right. Right. You know, I need to know why the plumber showed up. <laughs> right. Well, he, he showed up to fix the sink. Yeah, right. There, yeah. He, there was a pipe that needed to be laid. <laughs> right. right. You got to know his motivation <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, according to TMZ, Yaroslav Suris's lawsuit against Pornhub claims the lack of closed captioning violates the rights of the deaf and hearing impaired under the American with Disabilities Act. The Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, we pursuit of happiness, Tiny. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not familiar. I'm not a constitutional lawyer. Yeah, but... I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the, uh, what is it, dis, the something, whatever, Disabilities the ADA? Act? Yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar. I hadn't read through it in okay. a while, so. Yeah, I know a little bit about it. Uh, <laughs> In court documents cited by TMZ, Suris claims the deaf and hearing impaired can't understand the audio portion of videos on the websites and listed a number of videos that the man watched but couldn't understand the dialogue. <laughs> I would like to see that list of videos. Um, maybe it has it on further. 
In the document, Sirus reportedly claims he and those in similar situations would pay money for a premium subscription, but calls it pointless without the subtitles. Um, <laughs> There's only so much lip reading you can do. <laughs> There's a big joke there. There's a real a big, big one. There's a real <laughs> big lip reading joke there. Uh, claims that according to the TMZ report, uh, that he's suing Pornhub to add closed captioning in addition to damages. Pornhub What's the damages? That's what I want to know. This is emotional pain and suffering. I guarantee you that's what he's claiming. How much, though? I don't know. Millions. <laughs> I guarantee you. Pornhub officials told TMZ the website does have a closed captions category and said the company generally does not comment on active lawsuits. This is not the first time the issue of closed captioning for online videos has been in the spotlight. Hmm. According to a 2015 report by the BBC, a YouTuber named Ricky Pointer raised awareness for closed captioning on YouTube. A video made by Pointer on the issue uh, was cited by popular YouTuber Tyler Oakley. I'm sure everybody knows who these people (laughs) are. As an inspiration for him to add closed captioning to all his videos on YouTube. So that's all it says. Uh, Mr. Suris is currently seeking damages <laughs> from Pornhub. Right. For no closed captioning. And, and plot is very important. Plot is essential <laughs> yes. to some of us. You know. But like I said, I'm not familiar with this website. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about it. I never heard of it before. F- before reading this, right. I didn't even know it existed. Right. I do remember Netflix. They had the uh, Marvel show Daredevil. Yeah. There was a bit of a kerfuffle because they didn't have like a, not closed captioning, but like audio. What's that where if someone's blind, but they can listen to it? Yeah, like reads it or whatever for them. Well, yeah, I, I can't think of the name of it, but it's when it's when there's a narrator, basically. Yeah. Like a movie gets a narrator, so yeah. you don't just hear the dialogue, but there's also someone like, yeah, it's like you know. he's walking down the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Daredevil jumps out of the window, yeah. uses his cane to grab onto the fire escape, That'd punching That'd be a pretty the, sweet gig. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. You just watch movies all day? Maybe I need <laughs> What to, about for this? <laughs> I say maybe I need to apply for closed captioning at Pornhub. <laughs> right. I can do a ooh and a ah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> right. And we can all imagine watching one of those videos with John John's voice the whole time. <laughs> That'd be so romantic. You talk about hot. I mean the plumber hot. knocks on the door. He's wearing overalls with no shirt. He asked the beautiful blonde lady if she's having trouble with her pipes. Yeah. I would be great at it. Honestly. Would you not want to hear this voice? This voice yes. is erotica, you know. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> it's just what it is. I suddenly have to go home all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know that I would if I were deaf, and I'm not, um, that this would be the thing I was thinking about. When I was on the website. Right. I really wish I knew what they were saying right here. Yeah, right. (laughs) I can tell from the look on her face she's enjoying herself. (laughs) But I would like to know. Or at the very least, she's acting like she's enjoying herself. But I would like to know what she's saying. (laughs) Well, John, thank you so much for that story. Oh, the next one I got is better. So go ahead. (laughs) Well, I'm going to try to one up that. How about this? Woman marries her long-lost brother after hiding their relationship from their family for 10 years. Wow. I, you know, you know that stuff like this goes on 
Yeah. It's rare that a couple is this brazen about it. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Know? No. Now, where's the story out of? Uh, Key West, Florida. Okay, not Alabama. <laughs> Just want to go on the record, let everybody know this is not from Alabama. We've got quite the reputation online. We, you know, I, and I'm, and that's an unfair representation, in my opinion. That's yeah. an unfair stereotype. Yeah. Everybody knows that Alabamians keep their incest in the closet. That's okay, right. yeah. <laughs> Right. So how dare you go around talking about this? We keep all that That's on the right. download. Yeah, we do not. We don't even talk about that. <laughs> anyway, it says that uh, a woman has married her long lost half brother, despite it being illegal in the United States. Wow. Debbie Zutant. <laughs> soon to be a mutant. <laughs> oh, Zutant. Yeah. That's a tough name to tote around. She's, 50, she's 51. Wow. From Key West, Florida. Married her husband, Joe, 38, four years ago at a registry office after 15 years together. Oh, cougar sister, too. <laughs> Robin yeah. a cradle. It says the duo, who share the same father, claim that they experienced genetic sexual attraction, or Whoa. GSA. Whoa. Didn't know that was a thing before now. Is that a category on Pornhub? <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad I don't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an only child. I've been attracted to myself since I was 13. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, this is a condition where people fall in love with their long-lost relatives. Debbie, who was 35, and Joe was 23 at the time. They first met in 2003, and Debbie says that it was love at first sight. Wow. They had intimate relations on oh. their second date and moved in together within two weeks of knowing each other. Wow. Put on the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Look, let's not just give it away, Debbie. <laughs> All right. Golly. Says that the pair hid their taboo relationship from their family for 10 years, and they claim that authorities never noticed that they were related as they had different surnames. Yeah. And there's a picture of them kissing right there. What she look? I gotta know what they look like. <laughs> okay, you're gonna love this. Oh, yeah, they look creepy. <laughs> it says Debbie, an artist, decided to speak out a year ago in a bid to raise awareness about GSA and insist that she is not ashamed of her unorthodox relationship. Wow. She says that although Joe and I are siblings, when we met, we both fell madly in love with each other. I know we share the same blood. But we never grew up together, so it is completely different to other siblings. I was adopted when I was three. I always felt something was missing and yearned to find a, my real family. When Debbie was 35, she paid a private investigator over 2,000 pounds to hunt down her biological parents. She says, when I was reunited with my mom and dad, my father told me that I had a half-brother named Joe. He showed me a photo of him, and I'll never forget staring at the man who had the same dad as me. I was so curious to meet more of my family, so I decided to get in touch with Joe. Oh, wow. Here it comes. Yeah. The following year, in 2004, Debbie finally met Joe at a family party in New York. We call those family reunions around <laughs> here. In New York. I won't point that out. This is in New York. <laughs> yes. All right. She says it sounds so cliche, but when Joe and I both locked eyes, it really was love at first sight. At last. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in my life, I felt like a whole person. It was like we were two missing pieces of a puzzle finally coming together. The next night, Joe, also an artist, asked Debbie out for dinner. And Debbie claims it was then when Joe confessed he felt the same way about her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Joe, you're moving too fast, all right? 
Uh, she says that before we went to dinner, I felt like I was getting ready for a date. I was having second thoughts because I couldn't get him out of my head. However, I was relieved when Joe told me at dinner that he thought I was beautiful, and we both admitted that we had feelings for each other. Mm. That's After- an awkward conversation. <laughs> it really you know, is. Like to bring that up. I mean, whatever. your sister. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, half sister, I just met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're really hot. We've got the same dad. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say we have to finish off this bottle of wine and head back to my place? You know? It says that after their second date, they did the hibbity-dibbity. All right. And it didn't feel awkward at all. Mm. It should have. It really yeah. should have. Very much should have. <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you are got screw loose or something somewhere. No pun intended. But they, she says that it felt natural and we felt like we belonged together. Afterwards, worried about what others would think of their relationship, Debbie decided to research her feelings online, as you do. Yeah. That's when she discovered GSA and realized that she wasn't the only person who had fallen for a long-lost family member. See, I've told you the internet is going to be the death of all of us. Good left us weirdos to get together, you know? The following week, the couple moved in with each other, but they kept their union a secret in fear of criticism. Debbie says whenever we had visitors, we would pretend that Joe slept in the guest room. When we attended family parties, we pretended to be just brother and sister. Yeah. (laughs) Sadly, mine and Joe's dad passed away three years after we met, so he never ended up finding out about us. It's it's probably for the best. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you Pops is in heaven looking down going, woo. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that while I was on earth. You know? I regret showing her that picture of Joe. Uh, She says, I only told my close friends, and thankfully, they all told me to just be happy, and then they supported me. My friends would never do that. (laughs) They would relentlessly make fun of me. I have a whole different friend set than she does. They would kill me. Well, uh, Joe did what you would do. It says, Joe didn't tell a soul. Okay. I knew that he was afraid of what people would think. In 2005, Debbie left her corporate office job and started an art business with Joe in Florida. Finally, in 2014, the couple came out to their families about their secret relationship. Debbie says, I was a nervous wreck when I told our family, but it turned out that a lot of them had already guessed what was going on. (laughs) They're not idiots. Yeah. Yeah. We caught y'all hugging over here (laughs) by the uh, cheese ball at Thanksgiving. I mean, for 10 years, you know, they show up to all family reunions in the same car. Right. We're just roommates. They live with each other. Yeah. Yeah. We're just roommates. (laughs) People ain't dumb, right? Yeah. Uh, They all said that as long as me and Joe were happy, that they would never judge us. Despite it being illegal to marry a sibling in the United States, Debbie and Joe got married in their local registry office a year later. People who marry their siblings face jail time wow. up to 15 years, wow. as well as a $24,000 fine in the U.S. Well, they should have just shut up. Why are you in the newspaper, Paul? <laughs> what are you, what are you yeah. talking about it? Dummies? <laughs> uh, Debbie says, although it's illegal, Joe and I got married and we are too in love to care. Well, you might be singing a different story yeah. and you can't see each other. <laughs> Us? Mm. The registry office didn't notice that we were related as we had different surnames, so we got away with it. Maybe you got away with it then. Yeah. But uh, but now you're coming out and being <laughs> yeah. all public about it. It says that uh, we had a second ceremony on a boat in Cuba under the sunset. As we gazed into each other's eyes, I knew I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life. When we returned home, we had a third wedding celebration with our family and Golly. my... Uh, 
I would hate to be their family. You have to do all this stuff, like go to all these wedding ceremonies and stuff. Well, now the good thing about marrying your sister is there's only one set of invitations you got to send out. You don't have to worry about the ushers asking like whose family you are you know, when they're seating you. Right. Uh, now Joe and I have been together for 15 years, and we have been married for nearly three years. Funnily enough, we never actually talk about it being related. Uh, it's a stupid taboo. That hopefully won't exist in the future. So, well, I mean, kudos to them for taking the path of royal bloodlines for <laughs> centuries. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they can get on in in uh, Harry and Meghan's position now that they've stepped out of the <laughs> British royal family. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but that's tough, man. I, I don't know. And I, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I guess they're not. Gonna have any kids to get? Are they? She's in her fifties. It didn't say anything about kids, which but they've been together for fifteen years. When True. they met, he was twenty three and she was thirty. What was she? She was thirty five and he was twenty three. Yeah. When they met, maybe they decided. So maybe they just decided, yeah. hey, we don't want to, we don't want to have mutant children. We don't want our kids falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Tough. Hmm. Pointing out again, they're not from Alabama. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'll point that out again. Not from Alabama. Well, let's move on. Last week, we talked a little bit about um, gas station supplements. <laughs> we did. Yeah. You know, like the power of the bull and the rhinoceros <laughs> stuff. You know, all that. The goat. The goat. Yeah. Horny goat <laughs> weed. That's a big one. Well, um, today we have a story from the New York Post. And the headline reads, man hospitalized with three-day erection after taking bull sex stimulant. I, I didn't know you could get bull sex stimulant, and I didn't know it would do that. Well, he's south of the border. He's in <laughs> okay. Mexico. Uh, the, the first line of the story is golden. <laughs> and I, it makes me jealous that I never pursued my career in journalism like I wanted to do. <laughs> right. This is no cock and bull story. <laughs> a man in Mexico was hospitalized with an erection that lasted three days after taking a sexual stimulant used for breeding bulls. Okay. Um, so this is not like gas station. This is like we actually give it to the bull. Mm -hmm. the to turn him into a love machine. <laughs> That's right. The unnamed individual underwent emergency surgery at Specialist Hospital 270 in the U.S.-Mexico border city of Reynosa. The uh, Peruvian outlet, this is, comes from all comes from La, La Republica, which is a Peruvian news outlet, Right. reports that the man took the drugs with the intention of having a successful sexual encounter with a young woman of 30 years. Okay. According to the hospital, the man had purchased the pills in Veracruz, Mexico, where farmers use the pills to encourage mating between their cattle. While there have been no updates on the man's health since surgery, many men who have found themselves in a similar position have survived, although the condition could have cost their manlihood. <laughs> Last year, a 41-year-old man in the UK underwent the knife to mitigate a 36-hour erection after being diagnosed with braparism or the prolonged erection of the penis. I could barely walk. I was doubled over in pain, he said. It was absolute agony. Man. Yeah. Okay. I'm going on record right now. If I get a 36-hour boner, you know, I'd be like, there, you have to call it to work. <laughs> 
just make the most out of this as we can before I have to go to the hospital, right? Uh, left untreated, the doctors told him his penile tissue, tissue would have been damaged or destroyed beyond repair. Many stimulants, including those designed for sexual dysfunction and for attention deficit hyperactivity, as well as cocaine and ecstasy, are known to cause priapism. Prism. Mm-hmm. Um, some antidepressants and blood thinners can also contribute to the condition. And that's all it says. So gotcha. 36 hours. That's a long time. It's a very long time. <laughs> that. That's a very long time. I mean, I've never been able to go for more than 22. <laughs> <laughs> well, the commercials say after four hours, you need to call a doctor, right? After four hours, yeah, you need to call. If after four hours, I've had a heart attack, you know? Like, like who can keep up with that? You know, much less 36 hours. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not in the shape for that. You know? Oh, mercy. But uh, apparently... In Mexico, you can willy-nilly buy bull <laughs> stimulants and take them. I would imagine they don't affect everyone the same. Maybe not. But I'm sure that they... Maybe, like, maybe they don't last for 36 hours on right. every single person who takes True. them. But maybe this person was just, I don't know, had a... <laughs> well, maybe like with LSD, don't start off with a full dose. You know, like <laughs> yes. your first time. Let's like maybe go with a quarter of a pill <laughs> right. or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let's like pop the whole thing. <laughs> but imagine going to the farmer, you know, and like, hey, buddy, I got a date with a 30-year-old <laughs> and looking pretty promising. What have you got to help me out? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got the bull stuff right here. You know, here, yeah. give me 20 bucks for it or whatever. And I don't know. So do you take it right then and there on the spot or do you wait and see how the wait. date goes first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to pop it too early. You know? Right. You're like, can't get up from the dinner table at all. You're yeah. like knocking over people's water glasses <laughs> right. at the restaurant. Yeah. 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 No, you don't want to take it too early. I have no experience with ED medicine, you know? Right. Well, thankfully, so far, the Lord has spared me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I imagine it's coming one day, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get it too early. You got to wait. I would say 45 minutes before the end of the date, the end of the date, the, yeah. the end of the formal date right. is when you want to kick back one of those. And, and maybe it's not a bad idea to just go ahead and come to some kind of agreement like, yeah. hey, is this going where I think right. it's going? I just paid $200 to the farmer here, and I don't want to waste it. <laughs> because- yeah. Right. If I take this, yeah, you know, I can't get it back. Right. No. Yeah. Right. No. It's going to be, I'm going to be running a flag up the pole here. So we need to figure something out. Like, uh, am I getting the same vibe you're getting? Right. right. You have to break out your little Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday pill thing. You know? right. Yeah. Let me know. Do I need to take my nighttime medicine right now or do I need to go with the bull stimulant? I just, you know, let's be clear. See, we're, we're on the same page. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, if I ever were to get on it, get on that stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. or something, I'd have to give Deidre a heads up. You know, like, look, you're about to experience something you hadn't experienced in a long time. Okay. <laughs> And I just want you to be prepared. You might be in for a little bit longer than five minutes, okay? <laughs> so I need you to mentally prepare yourself. I'm going to mentally prepare myself. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Remember that I'm allergic to sulfur drugs in case I fall out. It's going to be rough on both of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Speaking of stimulants, do we have a uh, a candy curl ad? We do. Tell you what, that'll get you fired up. <laughs> that'll get you fired up. All right, we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. They have closed captioning on everything, as far as I know. <laughs> right. Um, you could order their spice there and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes, all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The Spiral Potato Cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. And they are amazing. I mean, they really are like a the seventh wonder of the world, really. <laughs> on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice and the Chip Cutter, but you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer on the website or order your own directly from the fount of Cajun Curl. Right. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally in Tuscaloosa, it's available at South Finest Meats and Bowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard. In the Northport, it's available at Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace and Mark Smart in downtown Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel like Cardi B <laughs> running for Congress while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, just like Cardi B, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. Just like Cardi B. Just like Cardi B. Uh, World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat www.cajuncurl.com and listen up you get a deal this is your deal <laughs> use the our promo code exclusive to us EOP10 that's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount because we ask that you use the spice but we don't ask you to pay full price that's right all right, John, we uh, we do have a new review this week. Amen. But first, I want to plug my own guest appearance. Yeah, I forgot all about that, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Totally forgot about it. On another podcast out there, uh, some of y'all may have heard of it. It's called That Story Show. Yeah, great it's, podcast. Uh, it's been around for a while. Yeah. And uh, it's actually, it's, it's dipped up into like the top 200 comedy shows on wow. like the iTunes stats. So it's it's actually a, a fairly yeah. large show. Yeah. I was, uh, James Kennison, he graciously invited me to come on and, and, and do a show with him. We had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. talked about some stories. I told a story from work. <laughs> I, I feel like it's pretty funny. You okay. can judge for yourself. Yeah, go listen to that story show if you would like to hear it. I got to thinking, too, about, like, I don't know that I have any stories that are appropriate to tell. You know? <laughs> yes, because that story show is... Very family-friendly. Very family-friendly. Yeah. Like us, we're kind of more tea for teen. Yeah. You know, if you've got older kids, we're, yeah. I, I, I feel like we're radio safe. Yeah. You know, not again, we never curse, but we talk about the news, and sometimes there's bull stimulant in the news. That's right. And so we talk about it. You can't pass up a story like that. <laughs> yeah, but I got a 36-hour erection. <laughs> I'm not leaving that on the back burner. I'm sorry. Just fault me for how it is, you know? But that story show is a show that you don't have to turn down once yeah. you get in the uh, line to pick up your kids yeah. at elementary school. Right. You so can listen, listen to, to it right after you yeah. listen to us. 
Yeah. And we have another review okay. that came from someone over right. from that show. This is a five-star review. It comes from IDS Shark 626 okay. and the title of the review is Never Laughed More. Oh, wow. I came over to this podcast from that story show, and I'm so glad I checked this podcast out. There is nothing else I can say other than it's great. All right. So... Short, sweet, to the point. Thank you so much. That Somebody joined our Facebook group this week, and mm-hmm. they said they had left us a review. That's probably and they them, left their yeah. name that they left the review under, but I don't remember what it is because okay. <laughs> I destroyed so many brain cells in college. It just, <laughs> you just can't expect me to remember stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, whoever that person is, thank you for your review, and thank you this person. If you're the same person, double thanks to you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because we appreciate it. And Tiny's guest appearance on that show, already <laughs> paying dividends. That's good. Yeah. It's probably a good thing I didn't go on. <laughs> but I literally, I mean, I completely forgot about it. I could have right. left work early. You know, there's nothing holding me back from doing it. Didn't even think about it until I saw you post something on Facebook. And then I was like, now I'm embarrassed that I forgot about it. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, and also, uh, I don't know when we'll have to sit down and, t- and talk about some dates, but uh, he said he would love to come on our show as oh, well. So that's awesome. Look forward to a James Kennison episode, yeah. hopefully coming soon. Crossover. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, mean, I will say I did have an 18-year-old runaway living with me this week <laughs> for a little bit of time, so that took a little bit of my focus away. So It'll happen. Wild text when your wife says, can an 18-year-old runaway come stay with us? She seems like she's really sweet. And, I'm like, and you're hey. like, is this a trap? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> are you going to try something new? Because I've always said yes. You know, I've all, whatever you wanted to try, I've always been down for it. So. And Admiral Akbar is like, it's a trap. <laughs> it turns out she just needed a little temporary home for a little while. Gotcha. So she hung out with us. Well, you got anything else? No, that's really it. Just uh, want to thank everybody who listens to the show. Remember to tell one friend yes. about this show. Mm-hmm. And then you guys can make fun of us together and uh, maybe talk about all the weird stuff we talk about during your work day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that'll help us grow the show. We're looking to not have to work for a living. So we're really dependent on y'all <laughs> for this. Okay. Fingers crossed 2020. I really want 2020 to be our year. Might be our year. Yeah. The, I mean, from day one to now, we have grown tremendously. A lot. We have. Tremendously. And mm-hmm. that's largely due to our audience telling other people and just spreading the earth oddity gospel. But, mm-hmm. you know. I need you to I work looked, a little harder. I was going to say, I looked in, into some advertising. Oh, wow. And uh, we do not have, seeing as that our budget is zero, yeah. we especially don't right. have any money. Now, we know that dude that got like an ad on the billboard here. You know, what's his name? He comes oh, to our yeah. church every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, Landon. Yeah. Well, how did he do that? I don't know. Like, can, well, I don't know that I want to do it in a hometown, but maybe in another town. <laughs> you know? Yes. Some of these people I've talked about, I don't want them to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but maybe in another town. We can go right. to like, maybe we can get a billboard in Gordo or something. <laughs> in Gordo. <laughs> Huge in Gordo. <laughs> Huge in Gordo. Number one podcast in Gordo, Alabama. <laughs> Everyone who knows about a podcast in Gordo listens <laughs> right. to us. Which, by the which way, is about the, what, 20? <laughs> yeah. Gordo, you got to fix your cell service. All right. Every time I drive through there, it drops. Okay. So we got to get that fixed. Okay. We need people to download our stuff. Uh, well. 
You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetbell.net. That's right. Please do. We haven't gotten an email in a while, and yeah. I really love to, to read those. Yeah. If you would like to tweet at us, very active on Twitter. <laughs> Been a lot of interaction <laughs> on Twitter. A lot of interaction. At underscore Earth Oddity. And if you like pictures, occasionally we'll post a picture. Mm-hmm. Underscore right, Earth Oddity on Instagram. Yes. Those are professionally done, by the way. <laughs> Excellent artwork on everyone. If all of that fails, what's that phone number? Our very popular phone number that people call all the time <laughs> is 662-493-2059. Call in and just say something weird. Yeah. Talk odd to Say us. something odd. <laughs> yeah, you know, like our buddies that, like, you know, say something uh what is it? Oh, dang. Uh, Kevin and Say it? something disturbing. Yeah, say something disturbing. Yeah. Say something odd. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.